Sanjeev, aka Superman on the beat, and today we've got a, an extra special episode of the, the Hip Hop Scotland podcast. We've got ads from Dope Sick Fly and also uh, Karen Dunbar. How are you guys doing today? Brilliant. Yeah. No, brilliant. <laughs> you were going to speak at the same time. Zoom in it, zoom. <laughs> I'm good, thanks, Sanjeev. Good to talk with you. Yeah, good stuff. How about yourself, Ad? You feel so really good, good, really good, man, really good. Wes. Yeah. So a lot of people are probably wondering why uh, you guys run together. <laughs> probably mm-hmm. like a bit random, but uh, the guys dope sick, uh, dope sick fly and Karen have got a track coming out soon. Um, so yeah, do you want to just talk a little bit about that track, and then we'll kind of get into it a bit more. So yeah, kind of explain to us about the track you guys are doing together. Um, and how it came about, etc. Go for it, Anthony. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we kind of, I think we, I can say we both love hip hop, you know, and uh, the song that we got coming out is called We Are One. It's coming out on the 2nd of December. And I think we just kind of started it from wanting to do something in the community, you know, the arts, uh, just to help them with the, I guess, uh, I originally started writing this song more like for like an affirmation, you know, like meditation kind of thing, like the stuff that you, the stuff that I kind of wanted to hear mainly from the chorus, you know, if, if I'm having a bad day, or a good day, I can go back to something that kind of have a reference point to the way I want to, the way I want to feel. And then eventually it just turned into a whole song. Uh, nice. it, yeah. So for me, it's more of an affirmation and the collaboration is, is kind of like Karen kind of, the verse she wrote for it is like a bit of the way I was thinking. I don't know how she knew, but <laughs> she, she wrote a verse that kind of like it summed up what I think I couldn't really find the right on my part, you know. Right, so it, yeah. it kind of came kind of came together organic in a lot of ways. That's quite mm. interesting. I feel like a lot of uh, the best music out there sort of just comes organic and like just from your spirit, I guess. Um, so that's quite interesting, man. But uh, what's your take on it, Karen? How, how did it happen and what, what's your sort of thoughts on it? Yeah, um, well, I got to meet um, Dope Sick Fly, Anthony and Francis and Gaia through um, a mutual friend who have been, and well, I say work colleague, but she's much more of a friend, but we do work together. Uh, Amy Rue, who's the founder of the Glasgow Girls Club. Yes. And so at that time, I was just starting out with my own social enterprise. It was I didn't know it was a social enterprise, Sanjeev. It just kind of happened by accident during the lockdown, <laughs> um, which is rap writing, uh, rap and hip hop workshops with um, vulnerable communities. Uh, and I'd started that on Zoom during the lockdown to keep me sane, I might add. Yes. And uh, met Amy through that. So she had um, introduced me to Dope Sick Fly and I'd went along to hear the track. Anthony, what was it? Where did this, what was on at Glasgow Green when I came and saw you live? Oh yeah, that was that was the one gig that we played uh, that that time uh, in Glasgow Green. So we, yeah, it was the uh, COP26 or something. Yeah, COP26. Yeah. The Euros, the Euros, the Euros actually, the Euros. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, I remember that actually. <clears throat> I mean, that's like nearly a year and a half ago. It's mind blowing. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, the, heard the track, loved the track. Amy had sent me it as well. But that was at that point. That's all. I was just sort of listening and um, enjoying it with you. Um, but a little bit down the line, he had asked me to if I wanted to write a bit of rap for it, and which I had been doing with my. Um, uh, my job now, my other job, rap writing, and yes. um, and I was very happy to. So that's the short version. I'll keep it short just now in case there's any other questions. <laughs> that's quite interesting, Joe. How you said about kind of lockdown that introducing you to like the DJ side of things. That was actually the same as me. Um, uh-huh. I actually just started producing. The literally to start a lockdown just to keep me keep me sane, mm-hmm. as you said. Um, and I think that fits in quite well with your name. I think it's Beach Therapy, isn't it? You call your, your sort of... That's right. That's the name of the... Stuff. Yeah. Cool the name. Yeah, so I just felt like that's quite... Um, 
quite a, a good example of how music can obviously heal you. Um, so yeah, just what are your thoughts on that? No, yeah, and uh, like you said, I mean, it, it, it introduced me to it being a vehicle for healing, Sanjeev. At the, before that, I'd always had an interest and in, obviously I've done a lot of writing, but that was more um, like theatrical and stand-up, you know, I'd written plays, I'd written an awful lot of sketches and stand-up shows. Mm-hmm. But um, to write music, I'd, I'd never done as much as my love of music was there. And so to write it for a, a purpose other than purely creative, and I know that there is always more of a purpose than purely creative, but a conscious purpose was um, something that came during the lockdown. So it was it was almost connecting me to my past and showing me my future at the same time. Wow, that's a good line. That was good, I'm about to say. <laughs> On the corner hugs, probably think it's speaking garlic, pick the side effects. Got a sling on my partners, make over common sense. Uh, let the wind send you confidence. Yeah, it blends in with your consciousness. Been the vengeance with no pretenders, come through and listen. Slow it down, baby. I said, You better get your head right. Head right. Hold up, well, I'm about to run a red light. Red light. She said, You better get your head right. Scotland, uh, in Scotland uh, at the minute. So yeah, just give us your thoughts on maybe people to look out for or where do you think it's at as a whole? Uh, so yeah, just give us your thoughts. We'll start off with you, Ed. I When I first came to Glasgow, I started like literally on the hip hop scene, mostly in the South Side was Thick G, Low Key, uh, 
uh, Becca Wallace, uh, you know, uh, just so, so many amazing poets and, and rappers. That was like literally my scene before I started a band. So I did my first two years, just was going through all the open mics, all the hip hop nights and just everywhere. So a lot of, a lot of them became really, really close friends just because of the love of hip hop. Just being able to express yourself in the way you truly feel and not have to worry about, you know, the chorus all the time and this all the time. So, uh, but yeah, so many great hip hop, so many great rappers, so many great poets in, in, in Glasgow. And it's probably the yeah. best, you know? Yeah. So you said, um, you said you came over to Glasgow. Where, where were you based before that? Uh, Louisiana. In, oh, in okay. Louisiana. See, I actually didn't know that. I actually thought you were... Um, when I heard your accent, I was like, "Oh, I actually thought you were from here." But that's quite that's quite cool that you came over here and then obviously started working with the local artists um, over here. And it's good to it's good to hear somebody from like overseas kind of see the talent that we have here, sort of thing. So, yeah, that's quite interesting. I think when it's right when you're right there with it, you can see the the intelligence and the the thought process behind every single word. That I, I wasn't used to seeing it in that way you know yeah. where I was from most people were just rhyming other respect knickknack paddywhack sometimes and it's just about about the you know but I just think it's way way more thought put into every single syllable every word it has a meaning people are a bit more engaging with what's going on in life like in politics and things like that and I really hadn't heard it in that way until I came to Glasgow so that made me really appreciate it what was your thoughts on the accent coming coming over and hearing a Scottish guy rap? Was it was it strange? Or? No, I love. I just accept it, man. I, I I I'm just not a person that just like judge people based off of stuff like that. It's how you treat you know treat each other really. So I, I love the accent. Yeah, that's quite interesting because I feel like there's a lot of um, I feel like it's getting better, but I feel like the place where people kind of judge the Scottish accent rapping was people in Scotland. Funnily enough, um, I feel like that's where people seem to think that it's like doesn't sound great or it's cringy, which is it's quite strange um, actually that it's um, here. Sort of think that people think that, but uh, but yeah. Um, what's your thoughts, Karen? Uh, sort of your sort of introduction yeah. to the the local hip hop scene. Well, a bit like Anthony, I relocated here. I really relocated as well to Glasgow from almost as far as Louisiana from Ayrshire. <laughs> Me too. Oh, really? nice. I know, we're gonna have that conversation out. Do you know Jean McPherson? <laughs> who, uh, but um yeah, whereabouts in here? Uh, up in kinda of alleyway directly. Oh, right. Ah, uh, you're the posh end. end. <laughs> Sorry, <I'm fine>. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Hi, where were you been? Near the police station, so that just says it all. But yeah, so I mean, I'd always loved hip hop and rap music, but in a very, you know, ig- ig- I say ignorant level, but yeah. it was mainly um, pop stuff. But it was, I mean, when I was 13. 14, I remember hearing um, White Lines, uh, Grandmaster Mel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sounding like an old woman here. Is that, am I saying his name right? It's like calling Eminem, Eminem or something. <laughs> 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 I like Eminem. So I always really enjoyed it. And the... Uh, between the the writing, I'd actually written a comedy rap about five years before it for an event, and I loved it, and I loved putting it all together, and I put the music together for it as well, which I have no skills in whatsoever, but you build, you know, you just, skills are built sometimes by repetition, there's a difference between talent and skills, Um, and so, that had that had always stuck in the back of my mind as something that I'd really enjoyed. So when the lockdown came about, it was well, here's here's a here's a way to uh, stop for going crazy, um, and and a way to do it as well within you know with other people for a real purpose. Um, it wasn't as conscious as that at the time, but it, and so that introduced me more to the Scottish rap scene. I knew little bits like Stanley Odd. 
and um, and Loki, of course. So I was big fans of those um, those sounds, but um, it, it got me much more during the lockdown. Got me much more in, introduced into the sort of the the background and started to um, connect with Steg G as well. And I actually did his hip hop course um, uh, online, which I loved. Had a ball in that. So, but that's that. My, I'm very limited in my. You know, if you're saying, "Who's up and coming? What's the word in the street?" I'm like, nah. Well, you're asking yeah. the wrong person. Let me go and Google it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people that um, are kind of not part of the scene don't really know local artists, like because I didn't really know of any sort of. The only people I knew was Shogun and Loki before I started producing. Then mm-hmm. I started producing, getting into the local scene. And then that's when I found there's like hundreds of such vibrant talent like coming from the scene. Even like Aberdeen is, is mm-hmm. going crazy mm-hmm. right now. They've done the yeah. Livingston. Um, like it's not just Glasgow or Edinburgh, which is really cool to see. Um, that's brilliant. Think, yeah, we just need to try and push that out. So I think, um, people know I about think- it sort of thing. BBC's the rap game yeah. it was was good for a bit of pro- profile for Scott. I mean, I know it was it was Shogun as well, and was it Shadow? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ransom. Um, it was yeah. Uh, uh, Ransom and which I just loved them, and I, I hope I haven't missed anybody out in that. So it was good to at least uh, you know, and there's so much more than those guys, but it was good to at least um, put it out national network wise that we have that kind of scene, um, and actually. I think I think more people know about it than I thought knew about it, the Scottish rap scene, but it still feels like not enough people know about it. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree about the rap game because I think it kind of showed the the rest of like the UK that we do have rappers here, sort of thing. Um oh. I, I'm glad that like kind of each season to have had uh, like a Scottish rapper yeah. there, which is that's also really good to see. I don't think um, you can ignore it. Sorry, I don't think you can ignore it, like Scottish rap, because it is it's, it's here to stay. You know, it's the the approach to it. Like I said, every every word is thought about and the, the skills skill set to it. I think it's 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 gonna be in, in the forefront. You know. Yeah, yeah, it's so unique. Like the the content coming from like Scottish rappers is is unique to to Scotland, um, and I think that's kind of where just hip hop as a whole the sort of what makes it so unique is like the hyper localness of it if that's a word <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. just like how uh, yeah like whatever hip hop is coming from whatever area is really like what people are talking about in that certain area um, I yeah. think that's really really a cool thing even like in the US for example like mm-hmm. southern rap and trap is like the content is so different to like New mm-hmm. York or whatever so yeah. I think that's uh, that's really cool. Yeah, definitely. She said, I just want to have fun. And we don't even need to have a conversation. We going hard on the floor. She don't even want to scope, want to have done. Yeah. I need love with a certain type of patience. We getting a whole nother class way faster. You better get your head right, head right. We getting a whole nother lane way faster. Well, I'm about to run a red light, red light. Hold up. You better get your head right, head right We can hold another class way fast Girl, I'm about to run a red light, red light Chill out She always wanna take the high road Even if there's an answer for the question Take a soul, never down She can listen to the sound, she can lay low I need a lover with a certain kind of blessing Yeah, and a whole nother lane way fast so You better get your head right, head right We can hold another lane way fast Girl, I'm about to run a red light, red light Hold up. She said you better get your head right, head right. We can hold another class way fast. Girl, I'm about to run a red light, red light. Chill out. She said, I know you better than you know yourself. Tell me what was I thinking? What was I thinking? She said, I know you better than you know yourself. What was I thinking? What was I thinking? 
I love to see you yawning in the morning, love. Poetic conversation on the corner hugs. Profit thinkers speaking, got like side effects. Got a sling on my partner's leg with common sense. Uh, let the wind sing your confidence. Yeah, it blends in with your consciousness. Been adventures with new agendas, come through and listen. Slow it down, baby. I think you better get your head right, head right. We can hold up the class way fast. Till I'm about to run a red light, red light. Hold up. She said you better get your head right, head right. We can hold up the lane way fast. Till I'm about to run a red light, red light. Chill out. I'm somewhere in the future Maybe I ain't lost, I'm used to Maybe we know what it can be Keep peace all around me Maybe while diving the dial Can you turn it upside down? Prince of bows and tie Can you picture that? Just call on me, baby, when the weather gets cold I call on you, stop because it never gets old I like that, I like that Baby, when the weather gets cold, the cold on yourself because it never gets so not like that. This is not the last time you've been running through my mind. Replay all the time, memories divine. You see your mind. For once, we are strong. We are beautiful. We are one. For crying out loud, be strong. We are beautiful. Like a wildfire in the sun Like a rabble on the run Connected with the threads of a web fine spun Collaboration is salvation One tribe, one nation One soul in the body of billions One organism in the guise of civilians Ah, we don't need this myth The lie that you fly in a sky out with that unity Cut off the community alone with impunity If the bell tolls for you, it's all it tolls for me Can he survive on an isolated island? Can he thrive on an I-me mindset? Can he hope to cope when the home that you bought will they float with the weight of aloneness? Sinking in the deep dark combing Scanning for the clan that you roam in We are they, she, he, me, we, we are one oh, baby, when the weather gets cold Look how long you're because it never gets old I like that, I like that just call on me, baby, when the weather gets cold. Call on yourself because it never gets so not like that. This is not the last time you've been running through my mind. Replay all the time, memories divine. You see your mind. For once, we are strong. We are beautiful. We are one. We're crying out loud. Be strong. We are beautiful. To feel the weather You got me laying on my back now Girl, I will never back down Tell me why I try not to care Just stand and see what's there Prince of bows and tight Can you picture that? Just call on me, baby, when the weather gets cold Call on yourself because it never gets old I like that, I like that You just call on me, baby, when the weather gets cold Call on yourself because it never gets old I like that, this is not the last time You've been running through my mind Replay all the time, memories divine You see your mind For once, we are strong Strong, we are beautiful, we are one for crying. 
I wanted to ask you guys um, how, uh, actually towards Adbury, um about Dope Sick Fly, um, I wanted to ask you if you could give us a bit more info about about you guys, um, the type of music you make, how you kind of started, the kind of origin story, I guess. Um, so yeah, uh, I think that would be quite interesting. We, well, we started uh, a few years ago, uh, me and... Uh, my wife, Frances, like I said, we moved to Glasgow. She's originally from Glasgow. And uh, I wanted to start a band, you know, so I, I end up street performing and going to open mics. And then I met a my guitar player, you know, and I was street performing, singing Irish songs, you know, Paul Brady. And he thought it was, he was like, oh man, dude, how could you be singing Paul Brady, you know? And he was, <laughs> so we were singing the complete opposite type of music. Cause I knew I can rap a wee bit, but I wanted to try to do something else too. I wanted to learn how to write songs and, and learn how to play instruments and stuff like that. Still not that good at it, but you know, it's coming, it's coming about. So anyway, we, we just, we, we kind of just hit the ground running. Uh, me, Francis, Joe, and eventually meet Iona and uh, drummer Ross. And uh, just started playing every gig. And we really, we, people usually say we are a funk band, but we rarely played any funk gigs. We played with all the indie rock. <laughs> all the indie rock clubs and all the hip hop clubs and stuff like that. But yeah, we just, I don't know how to explain it to be honest with you. We're just one of those type of bands that kind of never really thought about what we were, you know, just, we just, we just, uh, just made music together. So I think it just made music. Yeah. A bunch of friends. Yeah. A bunch of friends that got together, eventually became really close friends. They got together and started writing music that we wanted to hear. It's pretty much the exact same way. Just writing music that we want to hear. And, uh, we finally found our, how we lane of, you know, the sound that we want to hear. Yeah, sometimes I feel like that's the best way to to go into it, is not necessarily knowing what you're going to make, but just knowing you're going to make some music. So that's kind of like how I went into producing because I never had any, like, a musical background. So I was just, like, trying things out. Um, yeah. And, like, my influences are so varied, probably like yourself. Yeah. Um, so... I was trying to like kind of bring all that together, but then make your own sound. Um, but yeah. you talking about influences. Uh, so it's like your musical influences growing up uh, and even now. Uh, I always loved uh, like Bob Dylan, Tupac. Yeah. Uh, Millie Mel, you know, like like a jungle sometimes. This is a song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love conscious rap, to be honest. Comet, most deaf. Yeah, uh, legends. Uh, yeah. Uh, and moving to Glasgow, got into a bit more of low key and steak G. Uh, started checking out uh, all, all the poets, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so just a lot, of, a lot of different things, man. Corinne Bailey. It's a whole bunch of different type of music, and it, you know, and same thing goes to the band. I think what makes the band a, a bit different is that we like to listen to each other, which lane we want to go in, and you know, my guitar player loves folk music, my bass player loves neo soul, my drummer loves metal. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, That's pretty cool. You know, <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool. And um, what about yourself, Karen? What was like? Growing up, it doesn't need to be hip hop, just whatever. Oh, well, music, God. Yeah, it was like your big inspirations and stuff. Well, I had a really weird mix, introductory wise, in terms of who I was in, the, you know, who I shared the house with. So, my mum, my dad, and my sisters, and um, all of them, all of them much older than me. You'd be glad to know my mum and dad were older than me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so they they listened to a lot of, a lot of radio. In fact, they listened to West Sound. I, I don't know if, if it's even yeah, called West Sound. I think but it's still. I think it's called West FM. I I think it's called that. Yeah. Yep. So the shows they were listening to was a lot of forties, fifties, sixties. In fact, forties and fifties music. So it was a lot of standards. So there was that big influence there. One of my sisters was pure psychedelic. You know, Pink Floyd, Genesis, Frog yeah. Rock. Um, and, and the other sister was Tamla Motown. 
and pop. So there was huge, a huge mix of influences for me there. Um, growing up in the sort of late seventies, eighties, eighties really been my, my genre. In fact, I like to think that I'm slightly, I don't, a kind of savant. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. the arrogance in me I'm a kind of savant um, cool. in that I can I can name probably about 90% of any 80s hit within the first one or two seconds of the introduction you feel free I would spend one hour on that shit <laughs> like, another give me another give me another um, so uh so what were my, so I was, ma- was mainly pop that was my thing, but with all of those elements too. I mean, I remember some of the the tapes. I don't know if some of your listeners will know what tapes were. <laughs> I think some of the here. tapes <laughs> that I had as a kid growing up on my because that's all I had was like a cassette player was um, Joe Cocker's Greatest Hits. I was listening to that when I was ten. <laughs> You know, kids. No, some of the kids at school think bit weird, strange, strange woman, strange person. Um, had Pink Floyd's album Relics and was listening to that. Um, the greatest hits of the Monkeys. That was another one, right. which and listening to all of it. So there was other songs on it like I'm Not Your Stepping Stone and Pleasant Valley Sunday. That kind of well, certainly lesser known hits than the usual karaoke ones like um, Daydream Believer and. Um, I'm a, uh, I'm a believer as well. So I, I always had, I, I was obsessed with music, Sanjeev, and I still am. Uh, in fact, I don't, I kind of don't know where I would be without it in terms of just who I would be as a person. I can't actually even imagine what that is. It mm-hmm. it scares me a bit. One of my friends and I were talking about it, and she says, "What would happen if if you didn't have music?" And I said, I was like, a, I was like a kid. I said, don't take away the music. Don't even think about it. Which is a song title. And I didn't even realise it was. So that's an old song for the 1970s. Don't take away the music. And I was like, don't take away the music. It was like, no, please. It's like food. Yeah. Um, it's, it's such a sustenance to me that is vital. So I don't know if that was an answer to the question, but I could start... <laughs> <laughs> beating a drum for music, loving that. <laughs> no, I definitely did. That was quite a quite a, a cool answer with the, the kind of various things that you were talking about about music just being like it's like food for the brain, isn't it? It's just like oh yeah, it's what keeps you keeps you sane or what keeps you in yeah. good spirits or what keeps you like yeah, just gives you that well, it- that feeling that nothing else does. For the, for the little that I know about science, and I know very little, but it's just it's a, what's coming out of my speakers is um, is a vibration. Yeah. And so it changes the it changes the vibration in me. It changes the frequency in me. Yeah. Any kind of sound, you know, if there's a, a sound in a bit of somebody's car alarm's going off, that changes the frequency in me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so as much as that's negative on the, you know, music does that for me, it depends what music, but I, I can't even think of any type of music that I don't like if it's not done, if it's done well. Yeah. Any yeah. genre, I think, no, I can't even listen to that. Yeah, I think um, that's kind of one of the good things that's come from, like, oh, like generations of years that they're just like, I don't know anybody that, they don't really have a genre anymore. Like that doesn't really exist where people are like, oh, I don't like that. And I think that's really cool to see that kind of music is just kind of coming together. Yeah. Um, and nobody is like, doesn't listen to a certain thing and it's just making for some really cool music. For example, uh, like Alan Post Malone, just because um, he brings together like all so, so many different styles. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really cool thing that's come. Um, yeah, uh, and the internet. I mean, you've got. To, I'm a woman that was born before the internet, <laughs> so um, the internet's opened up just so much in every way, positive and negative. And the access to different types of music. When I was a kid, there there really only was the, what was on the radio, and of course there were there were lots of different radio stations. But it wasn't even 
it wasn't even really a way to find out about it. It's not as if I could go and Google radio stations yeah. to listen. <laughs> I need to have found them in the Daily Record, do you know? Yeah. Like a newspaper, which I wasn't reading. So how to access different types of music as a kid. When I was a, a teenager, I started to get into more um, like gothic and alternative. And it was still 80s, but, um, you know, Susie and the Banshees and The Cure and a I bit of... Say, the Cure. Aye, um, I, I was the too heavy in punk. I, I was a, I was a kiddie on punk, um, much more gothic, um, and and I felt like I'd discovered some. I actually I remembered an old album that I had, and um, which it was a tape. Somebody gave me a tape of it um, of a psychobilly, which is a, a genre called King Cut. I swear to God, if you've never heard them, just give them a give them a couple of tracks on Spotify, King King Cut, and maybe it's just my nostalgia, but it really, really took me back. So I had no access to any. It was very little access to different types of genres, unless it was you know pop country, mm-hmm. country but pop country, or you know punk but pop punk almost. <laughs> Yeah, it's quite interesting that how much like how much influence the radio had over what you listened to then. Because obviously, mm-hmm. like oh, it's yeah. not it's not yeah. as much like that now. But um, well, I suppose it is in, in the US. In some ways, yeah, some the, ways. The country charts, um, yeah, country radio is still pretty prominent in America. But uh, yeah, it's crazy just to hear the, the impact that like you just had to listen to what was on pretty much or spend yeah. like two weeks pocket money. Yeah. Yeah. buying a record <laughs> yeah exactly man. so that's pretty pretty crazy but talking about the 80s actually Karen, I wanted to ask you about how uh, like when kind of hip hop started coming in, coming in um, what was like do you remember it when it started yeah. coming in what was like yeah. the original thoughts then um, well, again, it would have been coming through the radio, so it would have still been pop, hip-hop, but it was blowing my mind. So to listen to White Lines, I just couldn't believe what I was hearing. Um, and then I'm trying to think of other things. There was, and I, I, It's not that it was bad, it was just um, very generic, but things like um, uh, street dance, which was not so much hip, it wasn't hip hop, but it was it was um, break dancing. So yeah. all of that kind of cu- uh, culture and influence coming through was it was like another planet, which I was fascinated by. It's don't, I'm not going to pretend in any way that I then became a street dancer or started rapping <laughs> on the street corners or anything. But you didn't start break dancing. No, <laughs> no, um, was, no, no, I never, never managed that. Maybe majorettes, but um, so baton twirling. But um, and I'm, I'm trying to think. And it, whatever you would have been hearing in in the charts at that time was, I was always drawn towards. I almost think I was a bit shy of it though, Sanjeev as well, yeah. because none of my mates were listening to that. That was all like Madonna and Cindy Lauper and Wham, which would all have their place and were all brilliant, but if. You know, if more of them had been listening to that, I would have been more encouraged to. I think it was a bit too too feared to go out on my own, and and I had no way to really research it anyway. It's you know, f- four channels on my telly. There's <laughs> only four different channels on TV. <laughs> I was doing a hip hop workshop with a group of young lassies a couple of weeks ago, and so they didn't know me for a hole in the wall, and they're about 14, 15. And in the second week, one of the girls came in and she said, my mum loves you, but she was really confused. (laughs) And I said, oh, really? And she said, hi. She said, it's so weird that you've done all that. And she didn't know how to put it, done all that. And I looked at her and I said, telly stuff. And she went, hi. But it wasn't that she didn't know me, just that she didn't know me or the TV show I was in. She wasn't, she didn't know telly stuff. <laughs> She's so used to watching things on a phone. You know, so te- terrestrial TV, so it's almost a thing of the past, especially in that generation. Yeah. Yeah. And and so if I think back to me, all, all we had was TV and radio and um, and four channels of that TV as well. Yeah. That's pretty bad because I think, like, now, like, I feel like TV is sort of dying out because. 
people have just got everything at their fingertips. So like yeah. they don't need to sit down at nine o'clock and watch Everdale or whatever. They just yeah. they, they can move it. with their TV. They can move with their TV now. So it's... <laughs> exactly, and they can move and watch things when they want to. Yeah. So I feel like like I'd feel like so about a time before like TV is literally just catch up on every channel. Like I ah. feel like that's pretty yeah. much it. Like I can't remember the last time. I watch TV to be honest, like some Netflix catch up, like stuff like that. Which is, I learned, I learned everything. I got a, a wee seven year old daughter, and, I, and she knows more than me about half of the stuff that's on TV. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I learned, I learned music through her, and TV was going on, and the, you know, just all this stuff. Man, I just, just listen to her talk, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty interesting. I've yeah. got a TV radio that has never been plugged into my TV in this flat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just taped up, sitting at the side, out the way. Just don't use it. <laughs> yeah, I think that kind of sums it up, really. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, the way technology has, has moved forward since the, the 80s, I guess. Well, yeah. it's, been, it's been a long journey. But, uh, yes. Just be right here with me 
for you actually can um, uh-huh. I wanted to ask you about what was it like sort of transitioning from um, sort of like comedy and TV to like music what, what, was there like a transferable skills do you think or what, what was like the transition <clears throat> like going from that world to this world sort of thing yeah it's been interesting Sanjeev because in one way there's a lot of similarities and in another way there's a lot of differences so I've always been musical, if that's the way to put it. You know, in fact, I wanted to be a singer as a kid. Um, <laughs> and I've, I mean, it was years and years ago now, but I recorded an album as well. So, Go out. Um, so I had that, like, as a side salad to um, <laughs> TV and theatre. And 
I like there's, the black one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there's a lot of the theatre stuff that I did that involved me singing too. So the being being paid to do music wasn't new to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was not. Um, it wasn't that my, my my primary so primary source of income. That sounds really clinical, but um, and so the transition. Firstly, it was accidental because I had no, in, any intentions of building the social enterprise that I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, that. In fact, I didn't even realise it was a social enterprise until somebody told me that that's what it was and that I better do something with it. Um, and also because it's no, it's not not commercial, but I'm not, I'm in, you know, I work in the third sector. So that's new to come away from the kind of uh, corporate side and know that, know that all the theatre work or the, the, um, that I've done is corporate either, but it's more corporation, you know. Yeah. Um, so it was an eye opener. Uh, it was hard work. Um, it was hard work because I've done it all myself. I mean, I've had help, but professionally, I've done it all myself. Like it's me that take. It's got to be accountable for the receipts, you know, <laughs> and yeah. and timings and invoices and all of that side of things, which. Um, it sounds a wee bit grand, but I've had an agent and an accountant for 20 odd years that just deal with all of that stuff. So that was a big, big learning curve. And it still is. It's not something that I enjoy, but it's a necessary part of doing what I do because, um, you know, I'm much more right brain. Um, I would, if you told me to write a rap about taxes, I would do it for you in half an hour. But if you told me to go and have a look at them, I would probably jump out the window. Do you know? <laughs> so that's the, the difference in it for me. So I, the good thing was it was useful to, and I'll just put it as it is in my head, it was useful to trade on that Carrington Bar um, familiarity, yeah, you know, exactly. like yourself, yeah. you're saying. Um, I watched you when I was a kid. I kind of grew up on that. So, in some way, I've, I've been in a lot of people's houses in a wee box yeah. in the corner. Um, so when I was going to do the workshops, it was like they knew me. So it was good that I didn't have to go through that. Hello, my name's Karen, and then they're like, what? Who? Um, no, everybody remember, but the, the majority of people. But it's that's good. It gets me in the room, but it doesn't keep me in the room. You know. The novelty soon wears off with me. But I think the way you do it is brilliant. The, the way you, I mean, just watching you, like just seeing a few times the way you do the workshop, I don't think anybody else does it in that way, you know, like to give, it's, it's a magic, you know, it's a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant thing. Oh, thanks, Thomas. Again, it's it's quite accidental because I didn't know any workshop. It's not as if I modeled it on something because I was completely... New. I mean, the first workshop I did, it was on Zoom with a group of refugees who live in Glasgow, all, you know, all dotted over Glasgow, a lassie Ferran that lives in Castlemilk and somebody else from Ghana that's in Drumchapel and, they're, you know, just on um, on Android phones and they've got top-ups for the, the charity that the, the, they worked with that, that put me in touch with them. And um, I said to them... Um, I don't know what I'm doing. I mean, they didn't know me at all. And I said, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. And they didn't care. I mean, they were like, we don't know what you're saying. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but it, it just, like these things tend to do, it, it just um, grew organically, as you both spoke about earlier. And then I was able to, after a, a few uh, a few different groups, working with a few different groups over a couple of months, say, right, I think I'm starting to get an idea of what this is, but because I wasn't um, modelling it on anything, I really didn't know what I was doing. So thanks for that because it's so it's a mix of um, what what kind of generally is out there as a workshop, but also my own ignorance. Yeah. <laughs> just I'm like, right. that's the best way, just to go yeah. in and yeah. just learn like on the job sort of thing, like just sort of find your way through it yourself. I think. Like, yeah, and I've had a lot of help. Uh, Amy Rucastle and another, you know, people that have been the facilitators when, because each group has a facilitator, you know, they've got somebody that's there that's that um, runs the group and they're like, 
hi, this is who we are. And and there's, so there's a participants and facilitator in me and facilitators have been, it's, there's a, a much better word for it, but I can't think of what, what it is other than facilitators, but they're instrumental. There's no way I could have done it without that and, mm-hmm. and learned how to handle a group of people like that. I'm used to learn, I, I can handle an audience. You give me an audience and I'm no bother, um, but it's a different thing. This is a collaboration. Yeah. And in fact, it's, it's, it is a collaboration, but I'm 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 asking a lot more questions than I'm giving answers. Do you know? Yeah. Um, and it's trying to tie that together. I love it. I just love it. And I wasn't. If you told me two years ago that we'd be having this conversation and that those things would have happened in those two years, I'd have thought, well, that sounds lovely. But no, nah, it's not for me. <laughs> it's it's pretty nuts because, like, even for me, like. Three years ago, I don't think I ever expected that I'd be doing producing and doing a hip hop podcast and speaking to Karen Dunbar about a new release. Like, what what planet is this? There you go. That's pretty well, isn't it? Pretty well. Me neither. It's all good. Okay. Nice one, guys. Um, yeah, we're well, coming to the end. I just wanted to ask you guys, if firstly, anything that you guys want to talk about, um, you want to say, you want to get off your chest. You get to listen to the song yet, but uh, no, I've not listened to it yet. I've not actually listened to it. Listened Check it to out, it man. Yeah, I listened to it straight after this, man. Really, really looking forward to it because I loved it. Uh, I loved Red Light because I think everybody did actually. So, yeah, man. yeah. This one is this one is a bit different. You know, it's like it's it's my favorite one because it's, it's doing something slightly different. Also, you know that. I mean, my, like I said, my daughter inspired me to start writing it during the lockdown, you know, because she speaks Gaelic and my wife speaks Gaelic and knowing Amy. Oh, that's pretty cool. Getting introduced to, to Karen, you know, so it just, it was like a, a full circle. It was kind of like magic in a lot of ways. It, even when I listen to it over and over again, I'm like, wow. Because I have to sit back and listen to what Karen's doing. I have to listen to the Megan Times because I'm like, wow, every single word just goes like it's, it takes you on a journey. Yeah. So I mean, you you'll see it when you hear it, but it's just it takes you on like an amazing journey. And you don't you know it's just, it's great yeah. storytelling. And the the Gaelic lyrics in it as well, and everybody's collaboration, and it, it makes it such a it's so diverse, and yet it all works together. You know, the song is is almost like a a metaphor for how we'd like the world to be. Yeah, the ideal world sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Definitely, I, I would think that. I mean, you'll see it in the, the video too. You know, we started making a video, and it's it's really just a video about kind gestures from a kid. You know what I mean? Like the yes. kid has to teach somebody has to, to really teach people how to find peace. You know, by uh, yeah. from the innocence. You know, so yeah, I can't wait to listen to that. Actually, I'm sure I'll like it. Um, and as you said, like the sort of diverse aspect of it is what. Um, kind of really intriguing me actually because like I just I like things that are weird basically and different and uh, combine loads of different things so yeah you know, I really like cyclist it yeah so and it's just it's culture you know what I mean it's so much culture and it's just sitting back writing this type of song of bass player being having the Indonesian and bringing that flavor to it and yeah and you know uh guitar player well guitar player Indonesian and bass player Filipino, which is bringing a different type of energy to it and a different type of culture. And like I said, a drummer just loving metal and Latin, you know, and stuff like yeah. that, <laughs> you know? And me yeah. just doing doing what I know how to do, you know, just growing up on Zydeco and jazz and also hip hop making that flavor. And then Karen bringing her style to it and just really doing something that I think people would really, really, really be intrigued by. And I think inspired by it too. Yeah. No, I think it is really inspiring um, what you guys are doing. Obviously, the workshop Karen's doing, um, the the songwriting you guys are doing at Dope Sick Fly. It's really, uh, it's really exciting and really cool to hear somebody like that and, and like the local hip hop scene because there isn't many. Yeah. Like, I look forward uh, to seeing you guys live as well. Actually, I've not seen you guys before, so well, we're yeah, going we're going in the twentieth. We said at the same time. That's good. <laughs> you go for it. You'll know more about it than me going. <laughs> no, you started it. Go ahead. <laughs> All I know is I'm on with you in the 20th and I'm looking forward to it. But tell us more, Ant. Yeah, it goes for. So we're doing a gig on the 20th of December in Govan. We, we are basically doing a collaboration with Glasgow Barons. It's like a 
uh, orchestra of multicultural oh, class. Yeah. Yeah. So we're doing a collaboration with them. Yeah. And it's going to be at the Lent House Church. So it's like this, this old church right across the street from the underground in Govan. So where can we get oh, that's beautiful that? there. Yeah. What time? How do we get tickets? Yeah, How yeah, do we get tickets, Ann? We're putting up the link right now. Like it's coming. We put the link up today. Cool. You know, I'll send it to you. I'll send it to everybody. Yeah. It's going to start at 730 and it'll be uh, it'll be a band before us and it'll be then us and then we're going to collaborate together and all just be one band, you know, oh. so they're going to bring in the, the orchestra sound to a dope sick fly and we're going to play we all one all together. That's going to be epic. Um, and if anybody likes music, go along to that very much. Um, yeah. Oh, by the way, yeah, the band that's really opening cool. for us is Music and Exile. It's an amazing, amazing band of people from all around the world. They get together and jam with their native instruments. It's, I mean, it's I seen them last year. I got to play a solo show with them last year, and it was, it was absolutely amazing. And it's free. Oh, it's free. Oh, okay. yeah. Thanks. Yeah, when you said there, Sanjeev, Sanjeev was, if there's anything that I want to get off my chest, it was just, like, you know, um, smash capitalism, but also... <laughs> uh, <laughs> but also, I've started uh, DJing again as well. Um, not very often. I'm doing it every three months or in more, and I've got one coming up on the twenty second of December, a big Christmas night out. So it's a disco for old people, <laughs> uh, like people in the thirties, forties, fifties, sixties. It's really for everybody. But if I say it's a disco for old people, for folks for like that, really, um, and it's like seventies, eighties, and nineties music. So if you want to come, Sanjeev, let me know and I'll put you on the guest Aye. list. Um, Can I come boogie too? On... <laughs> What's that? Can I come boogie too? Yeah, man, you're totally, you're invited without a question. And, um, <laughs> but uh, so yeah, I'll put you on the guest list. But yeah. my idea is to try and uh, um, make it a mix between tickets, you know, sell half the tickets and invite half the other people so that we've got a really good mixer. Um, I'm trying to make it some kind of community thing. Yeah. Um, and it's from seven o'clock till eleven o'clock as well. So that's <clears throat> it's quite rare because you you don't usually get a nightclub that's open at that time playing that kind of music. Yeah. So we can come along to that. Yeah, definitely. I'm definitely up for that. If you play, uh, should you said it was seventies, eighties, and nineties. If you play, uh, if you play Nirvana, then I and Tupac, I'll be there. Uh, that's a, <laughs> that's that's a given. It's all requests. Go it's our request that I play as well, so whatever you're requesting, within reason, within <laughs> reason, I'll put it on you. Oh, okay, that's good. Good to go. <laughs> uh, I'll definitely be be there with some requests. Yeah. 90s, is, 90s is my thing. That's cool. music, so uh, yeah. Man. <laughs> uh, but anyway, thanks a lot for taking the time out. I know you guys are probably super busy. Um, yeah. So thanks a lot for taking the time out and uh, coming on the Hip Hop Scotland podcast. Make, and, sure you uh, take, make sure you take a listen to We Are One. I want to see you. I want to, I want oh, to yeah. hear your thoughts on it. Yeah, I will do. I'll send you a, I'll send you a message with like, my thoughts on it, definitely. Really uh, can't wait to, to listen to it. But yeah, thanks a lot for coming on. And uh, hope you guys have a, a good day, night even. Um, Thank you so much, man. Thank you so much. No thanks, Andy. Good to talk to you. What's your name? Let me roll around in your head like la 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 Hey sweetheart, if it's all a game, then why you gotta go and play it like la 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 la? Your facts straight to lies to bring out.